Ash. Yes, mate. Have you heard of a sugar daddy? I, Jesus, where is this going? <laughs> I have. Would you like one? Absolutely. We've got one. Oh, unbelievable. Great news. The boys have done it. <laughs> so we've just got our first partner uh, as part of the show, the Podcasters Podcast. And it's something we've never really looked at before, but this one made sense. So we're partnering with Riverside.fm. We've recommended their services a lot before. We use it ourselves. If you go back to any of our episodes talking about Riverside, you'll see we genuinely endorse them, which is why when they reached out, it made sense for us to partner. So, Kane, tell us a couple of the uh, benefits of Riverside that are the main ones. First of all, top tip, if you want to secure a sponsor for your podcast, do loads of episodes ahead of time talking about how great they are. Turns out they like that. Mm. I'm pretty sure we've done an episode saying, hey, if Riverside want to sponsor us, then reach out. And then within about a few days, someone reached out. So maybe they saw that That's it. Well... Well, we did the, or you did, I wasn't there, the Riverside versus Zoom episode, which got a really good reception. Yeah. And one of the key takeaways for me anyway is video quality. Nobody beats Riverside at video quality for virtual interviews. 100%. And this is the other thing. With some of our clients, like with Rob on the Disruptor shows, with the better guests, that when you're talking to like A-list celebrities as well, you might not be able to get them in person. And if you've got the opportunity to record with somebody that's got a really good story or has got a really good following, you don't want to be doing it on Zoom with, looks like you've recorded it on a potato and you've got terrible, because you want to rinse that for clips. You want to have that to last long on YouTube. You want that long tail on it. And the biggest thing is quality. And you're going to get 4K quality with Riverside on a virtual interview, which is amazing. And to make it easier for your listeners, just sending them the link and it just opens up in their browser with good quality, works flawlessly. You don't need to worry about them downloading apps or anything like that. It's just so much easier and you get the best output. So we've been a big fan of Riverside for ages. We've always told people to use them on our training. We tell people to use them. Use it ourselves for our virtual interviews. 100%. We've used it and now they want to pay us. So fantastic naturally news. we said yes <laughs> and it will help you guys too because if you click on the top link in the show notes and use the code podcast 15 with a capital p you can get an exclusive 15 percent discount exclusive Ooh, snazzy i reckon podcast 15 is, is better than the podcast is podcast 15 it's a bit long isn't it so podcast 15 use that code for 15 percent off and let's get into the episode Welcome to the Podcasters Podcast. Me and Kane today are going to go over the different types of sponsorship or ad that you see on a podcast. For some people, it's just a case of clarifying the difference, but also going to go a bit into why you might choose one over the other, which ones you can sell for more money in mm. terms of ad space. But like, yeah, the, the benefits and the, what's the opposite of that? The downsides of each. Uh, pros of each, and cons. That's the one, pros and cons of each ad slot. Thanks. There's quite a lot to cover. You've got delivery method, dynamic baked in. Mm -hmm. You have content type, host read, company produced, isn't the sponsor. Then you've got when is it being delivered? Mid-roll, pre-roll, post-roll, combination. What happens if you have multiple sponsors? Like, There's quite a lot to unpack. This is going to be tough to get into 15 minutes. I think we're mugging ourselves off here by not doing this in two episodes, but let's go. Let's it's easy breezy, it. right? Start with Bateson versus Dynamic. The longest bit. 
basically. Yes. That's fine. And if we're there at 15 minutes, then we'll change it and this is one episode <laughs> and we'll do it next time. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, dynamic. So, baked in. <laughs> so, uh, is, um, if right now I was to say, we're interrupting this episode. Um, it's brought to you by our sugar daddy's sponsor, which we're not going to announce just yet. Mm. But your boys have got a sponsor because we said we would. It should be on this episode. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, okay. <laughs> if it's not, then you know everything's gone tits up. Yeah. However, <laughs> you might have already heard a sponsor at the start. Um, um, yeah, we might have done. It depends. It depends if the contracts get signed. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, your boys have 99% got a sponsor. <laughs> but if I said right now, look, we're going to interrupt you to say blah, blah, blah. This is brought to you by, let's say, let's just do one. All right. So I'm going to interrupt you right now to talk about Progressive Media. We're the UK's largest podcast agency. We run 150 shows. We work with independent creators and we help people start, scale, monetize their podcast from idea to millions of followers. Wonderful. That, that's, an, that's baked in. And that can't be removed. Once we've uploaded it, it's there. It's within the content. Similar to if you're watching Friends and all the characters are at Central Perk, the coffee shop, if there was a can of Coke, like product placement on the table, that's in the edit right it can't be removed ever then you've got dynamic which is you've got your content but it's a layer on top so this might make sense or might not make sense depending on when you're listening to this we recently had an event we had a podcast summit it was live in peterborough and for the sort of six weeks leading up to the event at the beginning of the episode we had a dynamic ad it should be happening the day this gets released actually amazing and the reason i say this might make sense or might not is if you're listening to this at the time of release and you've been up to date with us, wonderful. You've probably heard it at the beginning of some episodes. However, if you're listening to this a bit later on, you won't hear it anymore because it's a layer on top. So using that same friends anal analogy, different studios or different TV production companies buy the rights to friends all the time, right? It might be on Comedy Central, then it could be on Channel 4, then it could be on E4, like whatever, right? And they buy it. They buy the um, rights to it. And then in the middle of the episode, at the beginning of the episode, and the end of the episode, they get to uh, four or five minutes worth of adverts on from companies at the time. Now, my recommendation is if you're a new show or you're early to sponsorship, probably go with Baked In because you can ask for more money from Baked In. Mm -hmm. Because Dynamic can be removed at any time, and that could be 12 weeks has elapsed, that's the agreement, get rid of it. Or it could be 10,000 impressions, then get rid of it, right? Basically, they're going to pay for that. They're going to pay for the impressions. If baked in, you can ask for a little bit more because guess what? Mr. X sponsor could pay us 10,000 pounds for 12 weeks worth of sponsorship. The end of those 12 weeks, we don't get paid again. The contract might not renew, but forever people are going to listen to that episode and people are going to listen to that ad right 100%. another thing to add to that is you can actually layer your offer so if you can speak to a potential brand that are interested and you can come up with multiple tiers mm. say hey like where's your budget or how do you want your tiers to look for my proposal you can go for your top tier which is baked in ad plus dynamic you can go for a middle one which is uh, sorry, plus dynamic on the back catalogue. Yeah, so like you, baked in for the 12 going forward. Yeah, and dynamic on the, the ones behind. Yeah. Cool. And you can also go, okay, we'll just do dynamic 
and dynamic on the ones behind, or you can go, mm. we'll just do dynamic and nothing else. Now that could be three, three, um, three tiers. Now, if you go back to any of those episodes that you heard our other dynamic ad on now, there should hopefully again be a dynamic ad for a new partner, right? Yeah. Because we actually used it as part of our negotiation. We was offered it at a certain price. It was like, no, we'd like to do it at this price, but we'll also put dynamic ad on the back catalog. And exactly. that worked in our favor. So we've increased our offer by saying, no, you're not just going to be a baked in ad on these episodes going forward for however long. You're also going to be a dynamic ad for all of our previous episodes. So anyone who discovers us now in the next however long it is will see that ad in some way, shape or form. Exactly. And it's going to be, you know, half of your downloads in a month. If, if you're a more established show like ours, like half your downloads are probably coming from your back catalog anyway. So you can basically ask for double near enough. And you can also go into your analytics on that because I have seen some shows who get like 70, 80% on their back catalog mm. where they're just getting discovered loads. Yeah. In which case there's even more value to Well, that. imagine what Joe Rogan's would be like 3,000 episodes in a back catalog. Oh yeah. Like, his, his, it'd his be mental. Ridiculous. Right. So that's an, an add-on to make increased better offers to your sponsor or if someone offers you a certain amount, you're like, I want to get paid more than that. You say, well, mm. actually, this is our rates, but we'll also add this in. Now, if you're way more established and you've got lots of options for sponsors, I would keep, keep it to dynamic. Because if you've got a baked in ad, that's great, but then you can't add loads of dynamic ads on top. Because mm. then, for somebody yeah, who is... everyone off. <laughs> yeah, when you go back and listen to it, it's like, why is there six ads on here? Because you forget you've got these baked in ones. Mm. And think of it as like a landlord. If you've bought an investment house, a property, if you've done 12 months with a family and then they've left... You don't just leave it vacant, right? You just rent it out and rent it out. And over time, the price goes up. Mm -hmm. Same with your content. It's an asset. You can rent it out and rent it out and get new dynamic ads, new sponsors on that back catalog. And you can e keep up in the price. One, just because things generally get more expensive over time, but your downloads will grow. The amount of episodes in your back catalog will grow. So mm -hmm. it's going to be worth more money. So that's baked in versus dynamic. I think we was fairly efficient with that. Yeah, but one... I'll keep it very swift. But if you try and get sponsorship before you launch, don't even bother about dynamic because no. baked in is your big benefit. Yeah. You can say you're going to sponsor my first episode. I'm going to be doing this for five, six years. Mm. This is going to be my most downloaded. People will always come back to it. Even after you've stopped paying for me, you'll be getting leads, right? That's where you can really lean into being baked in because it's before you have any data to show. And mm. it's when you're saying, look, you're going to be the original partner, the first person. Like imagine friends had a baked in ad on their very first episode. Oh, it'd be mental, wouldn't it? Right. And that actually works. So if I'm negotiating it for a client and I make that point to a sponsor, if they haven't done anything, I can go into our hosting site and be like, here's 10 other clients, right? I'd normally use our internal ones. Yeah. Um, go like, here's episode one. It's like, gets downloads today yesterday last week last month so it's like immediate social proof it's like oh okay great so this is like me investing in a company at the seed run like just starting off mm. great i i invest in this company when it's a startup i'm putting an advert a baked in advert on this podcast as it's a startup mm. as long as they stick to it for a couple of years i'm going to keep seeing the benefit of that that's a so, good addition. Cool. So that's baked in versus dynamic. What's the next one? Smashed it. Okay. Then company the, red versus host red. Yeah. Only do host red. Yeah. Company red's a crap. If you, if to avoid, and this is also actually more of a message to those that are looking to sponsor podcasts. Don't give a script. Don't mm. say, say this by all means, give kind of guidance. But at the end of the day, the host knows their audience the best. Yeah. Let them do it in a way that they think it's going to convert because guess what? They're just as invested as you. They want you to get results. So you pay them more money. Yeah. So 
Give the host as much freedom to do it in the way they want. Give them benefits, give them features, the things you want to promote. But don't be someone saying, right, you've got to read it in this way. You've got to read these exact words. It's got to be exactly this length long. Yeah, that, wow. That's even worse than just the company like recording it. So you, when you listen to yeah. radio, it's not the radio host that does the ads, right? The company. Oh, yeah, that, true. That, they just, they record it themselves. That They've got their own production. They just give it to the radio to put on. Yeah. Right? I never really see that on podcasts. No, well, that happens more with advertisers. So advertisers rather than the sponsors, which is another episode we've already done. Um, and if you're part of an ad network, that's how it works. So the oh, yes. advertiser I've seen will it create... for other podcasts where it's like, hey, come check out our podcast yeah. on a different podcast. So, so that yeah. happens is the company will record that. They will give that to the ad network and then the ad network will do a dynamic ad across their 100 shows or whatever they've got. Right? Sending a bulk email, that isn't personal. Yeah, That's but I, I would still, uh, genuinely, I think that, it, although I don't recommend it, is still better received than when I listen to a podcast and I know they've been forced to say something and it sounds really inauthentic. It's like, oh, come on, man. Like, I've heard a couple of them. It's like, oh. Especially the comedy podcasts who are like lads and then yeah, they're like, so really this is serious. a great insurance brand. Yeah, I've seen... Um, but just... Three pound of whatever. It's just like, oh, come on, mate. Yeah, this isn't you. And it's actually put me off the brand. I think Shits and Gigs did one. That was the people I'm uh, <laughs> yeah. referring to. It's uh, not even just the better one. I've heard them do a couple now where it's, it's like, like, this isn't your No, it's not. Because then immediately they go back to, I'm not even going to say like some of this. Yeah. Stuff <laughs> about, but, you know, it, it's pretty rough. But I, yeah, I don't like that. Gen generally, if, if you want a good return, if you're the company and you want to convert, well, if you're the critics, then the company pays you again and again and again. Give me the call to action you want. Do you want me to send them to a link? Do you just want me to say that like, the website, like, what do you want? Give me the call to action. Give me, I don't know, what, like your top five features and I'll, I'll pick the one or two that I think will resonate with my audience. Mm. Give me no script. We're just going to do it, right? And, and I know what will work better for my audience. That is the best bet. And mm. I don't mind if they give me some guidance because it helps with the creative, but you're not telling me what to do. Otherwise, we're just not doing it. Yeah. It's just not going to work. Um, and I don't want to lose the integrity and I don't want to sound like a fucking tool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also want you to convert so you make more money. Um, so that that's that essentially. Avoid them creating it and just giving you the file. Avoid them telling you what to say. Have a host read ad and it will convert the best and it will land better with your audience because you can make it a bit silly if you wanted to. Then that brings us on to where pre-roll, mid-roll, post-roll so pre-roll is before any content happens so before the intro before anything like as soon as i press play the first thing is the ad then it goes into the intro then it goes into the content then you got mid-roll which is anywhere in the episode and then post-roll which is after the outro really pre-roll mid-roll is the best then pre-roll then post-roll mm -hmm. now if you're doing an hour in an hour's-ish worth of content, I think you could probably get away with a pre-roll, two mid-rolls, and then a post-roll. Roughly. Maybe like four ad slots in an hour, I think, is probably the, the limit. For our 15-minute episodes, I wouldn't do any more. Yeah, and that's fine. And what I've seen a lot of creators do is that they'll just do back-to-back. -back. They might have multiple sponsors. So about, mm. you know, five minutes in, they'll go back-back, and then they're done. Joe yeah. Rogan front-loads his, which is fine, because everyone then just spams yeah. his is literally like 10 minutes of it is it it's literally like you can just surely these companies get horrendous results probably but but they're they're in it for brand awareness so, there's probably. so much volume like 60 million views a week or whatever it's yeah. like 
Um, because I find pre-roll depends. Well, no, if it's a pre-roll ba- um dynamic ad, and this is going to be a bit rich because we've just been running one, but it, because it's right at the start, you've heard it once or twice. You know how long it is. You know, oh, I skipped twice. Mm-hmm. I passed it. If you're just a baked-in pre-roll ad, or like right at the start, and it's a bit, it's kind of part of the content. I'll usually let it slide. So I'm like, oh, like it mm-hmm. changes. Like I don't want to skip too far ahead, and yeah. also it's like they'll make a joke of it or they'll talk about a different feature every week like that I like but for me if you've got an early mid-roll ad I'm already driving at that point I'm more or less exclusively listening to podcasts when I'm driving so uh, five minutes in you still have hopefully your best retention Um, and then you can just if you still do it baked in then you can still go to that like kind of part of the content style of ad and I I think and I don't have the data in front of me to back this up but from a consumer and from working with podcasters I'd say that likely um converts the best yeah the the best time to have an ad on a podcast is five minutes in you've got 100 percent of your audience still there but they're already driving or they're already in the shower they're already doing the other thing so they can't skip it easily mm-hmm. and they're going to hear it whereas if it's pre-roll so we, i just skip all of them immediately mm-hmm. post-roll 90 percent of your audience isn't there even if you do a mid-roll and it's 25 minutes in 30 minutes in still if you look at your analytics most of your audience is gone Halfway through your episode, most your audience is already gone anyway. Mm. So five minutes in, I think it's great. I, I, I don't think you should really have more than two sponsors, I think, for most people. And, and if you've got four slots, say a couple in the middle, one at the beginning, one at the end, whatever, you can divide that across your, your two sponsors. And the reason I say two is because most people will mention or offer their own stuff that they do as well. Yeah. You know, like we might not do an ad, but we might mention, oh, well, our client has done this or, oh, well, our summit, we did that. And it's like, it's not an advert. It is part of the conversation, but it is like a little bit pitchy. So when you talk about your own Your stuff, content's great. You can get away with that, by the way. Because I, I was speaking to someone the other day who's podcasting a year now, and he, he has got so many clients through his podcast. And we host his podcast on our host website. Mm-hmm. So see his numbers. Like they're probably similar to this podcast. They're not mm-hmm. massive, but they're, they're decent. Yeah, he's bringing in thousands and thousands and mm. thousands of pounds and he is always just pitching his services however he's can back it up with his content and with proof of success mm. that i think people just actually receive it quite well and i guess you expect it some people won't like it but it does convert for him so yeah you can be like that but then he has zero sponsors i don't yeah. think it would work so well if he had sponsors as well no because people just get fatigued to it right. here's a here's a thought so donate yourself yeah i know I was, about to say, I was about to say rear end. That's not the end, end roll. Wow. That is definitely not it. Um, end roll ads, post roll ads. We'll get there in a minute. Post roll ads, obviously often overlooked, but like, oh, they're the cheapest one. Now, depends on brand awareness and conversion. And maybe this could be a whole separate um, separate episode we do. So I feel like there's a lot you can do comparing the two ads, how you deliver them, the sort of companies that want them. But if you've got a brand awareness ad, I feel like it makes most sense to be at the beginning. So as many people listen to it as possible. Now, conversion ads, if one that's really focused on getting conversions, people clicking a link and buying something. I know you hit less people with a post-roll ad, but it's at the end of the episode when people are probably back on their phones clicking off the episode, potentially. So do you think that maybe when you hear that ad right at the end and you're back in your phone, you're now more likely to click a link in the show notes than you are at the start of an episode? Potentially, right? It depends on... It could be interesting to test that, actually. If you've uh, got a brand that you're working with, or maybe it's an affiliate deal, mm. and it's, you need purchases to go through a link, I think don't, over- don't underestimate and, uh, post-roll ads because 
that's when people are back on their phones or like going to click on the next thing. Yeah, I think from most that I listen to, they're going to have one pre-roll and then they thank their sponsors at the end and it's post, not pre-roll, mid-roll and post-roll. Mm. They're normally, a you normally do both anyway, yeah. which is obviously going to be the best option. Is, and is, maybe if you do, if it's the same sponsor, you approach them in different ways. So different types. Like I said, we can do a whole episode on it, but if you've got my kind of a brand awareness pitch at the start, which mm. is like, Talking about the features, their benefits, and at the end, it's like link. Click the link. Yeah, you'll get five percent off using this code. It feels like that would work way better that way around than it would the other way around. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. We should do that. Yeah, we should try. Buy our shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go to <laughs> buy our shit. And buy our sponsor shit. I, we can't, I, <laughs> if we have one on this episode, yeah, if like, somehow there is a sponsor, <laughs> buy their shit. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, that's that's it. I think that I, I we reckon we're it. more than fifteen minutes. We haven't missed anything, have we? Talk Just each other. Oh, That'll do. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Even Zane's sighing in the background. <laughs> Bye, anyway. guys. <laughs>